So maybe your issue is that the, the page load speed is poor. And we have a series of like standard industry tips on how to improve uh, the page load speed, how to slim down the pages, compress images, all those good things. Maybe your problem is that uh, people just aren't adding stuff to cart, in which case we have some like product detail page basics, you know, how to increase engagement, how to, how to make product images really zing, how to work on copy. So it's trying to uh, direct stores efforts to the areas of their site that need improving rather than just go say hey we need a massive redesign and, and waste a lot of money uh redoing stuff that was actually working mm-hmm. just fine yeah i like the benchmarking i think that's really great it's very rare because you know people they want to kind of uh, see how they compare to other people in the same kind of vertical and knowing that based on your twelve thousand some merchants you obviously were able to categorize them and uh segment them accordingly and then offer some fair numbers that you can kind of achieve. And if you're doing better, well, then how can I go to the next level? Or, you know, there's obviously some work that can be done. And I think, uh, and I've noticed that a lot in the missions. So once you successfully connect Shopify to little data, give it a day or so to uh, scrub the website, do some analysis. And then all of a sudden these missions are then presented to you in the admin that you can uh, do yourself and or outsource. And it's quite interesting. And then you checkbox them saying, yes, I've done and have, have listened to uh, or read these industry best practices of what needs to get done to help improve that and then give you some kind of ongoing tips of kind of recommendations uh, moving forward. Yeah, and measuring whether it actually works. You know, so so the idea is that you can come back the next month and say, okay, I I did these things or you know, I I attempted to do them as best as as you've guided me. Um, did it make an impact? Do I need to have another go or should I move on to another area of the site? I I do think there's a lot of people who spend a lot of time and, and, and money on improvements that they never bothered to actually validate. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like, you know, the term analysis paralysis where, you know, people have access to data and there's a lot of it. I think it's overwhelming for those that maybe aren't Google Analytics certified and they haven't really gone down that journey of completely understanding the power of what GAs can actually do. And so knowing that that's one of the advantages I see a little data is benchmarking is one, but this whole mission based and giving people some essential things that are actionable. Um, and then you're right, post making those changes, going back and double checking to see, is it making an impact? No, it is not because it's experimentation. It's a business. Nothing is hundred percent foolproof, but uh, following some best practices and, um, and implementing and executing, at least they're giving you some specific things to do, do the work and follow up on it. You're listening to e-commerce fast lane episode 33. Welcome to e-commerce fast lane, the podcast show to help you build, launch, grow, and scale a wildly successful e-commerce company. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. Learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your Shopify store. And now your host and e-commerce entrepreneur, Steve Hey there, it's Steve, and welcome back to the e-commerce fast lane podcast. Now, if this is your first time listening, this is an e-commerce show where we have honest and transparent conversations about building and thriving online with your store powered by Shopify or Shopify Plus. Now, new episodes are available each week uh, with your favorite podcast player through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Um, or you can also sign up now online at ecommercefastlane.com and be notified when new shows are being released. 
Well, today I'm chatting with Ed Upton, who is the founder of Little Data, and they're an analytics platform that really takes the Shopify reporting admin and literally puts it on steroids. Like it closes the loop on all of your data, your Shopify store, your marketing channels, and Google Analytics all packaged together into one solution. And you know what this really means for you like as the store owner is that you can now make smarter business decisions with benchmarks from the industry that you're involved in, a significantly improved data stream uh, into Google Analytics, you know, and finally, actionable missions, like literally they hold your hands by offering specific improvements and advice on how you can increase sales and conversions with your store. Super important episode. I hope you enjoy. So let's jump in. So hi, Ed, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve, thanks for having me. So let's talk about little data, like on a high level, what does it do and what problem does it solve for Shopify store owners? We built Little Data to be a smarter connection with Google Analytics to ensure they get accurate reporting, more powerful and deeper marketing insights, and a more complete picture of e-commerce performance. So the problem is um, Shopify has uh, in its core platform an integration with Google Analytics, um, but it doesn't necessarily capture all of the e-commerce journey events that you'd want to measure. And it doesn't always get the attribution right. There's lots of kind of edge cases where uh, the data is a little fuzzy. And so what we want to do is integrate with some of the more popular um, apps on Shopify, provide an audit for the store, and give them this kind of complete and audited picture uh, that their marketing data is correct. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and that's one of the big challenges that I have too, is that uh, with the whole attribution side of it and just not really completely understanding the buyer's journey um, and then gets into things like subscription-based services and understanding churn and lifetime value. And it's, it's, there's, there's lots of complexity out there. And I think that's, uh, you you help disseminate a lot of that data with some action. And we'll come on to the fact, that, you know, you mentioned uh, subscription businesses there. I mean, we have a lot of clients using um, apps like Recharge and Bold subscriptions. and those are typically the businesses that have the hardest time tracking attribution sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it. It's, I have these conversations every day with a lot of subscription-based brands, and that's uh, a big challenge for them because they want to know how much money do they need to spend to acquire a new customer knowing what lifetime value is and and then being able to uh, make some data decisions based on, well, you know, the average customer maybe will last six months uh, as a subscri- subscription customer. And then based on that, you know, can I trigger a marketing event to somehow know that they may be churning? soon and leaving the subscription-based service and then what's the marketing events is is it kind of a a retargeting event Uh, is it through email is it through text is it through a push notifications there's lots of things that can happen it's just that do you have uh, access to the data to make an intelligent decision based on that activity and you know if you do if you expect your customers to stay for six months you definitely wouldn't want to um, measure your marketing campaigns based off the first sale you know let's say you charge customers ten dollars a month and they're going to say for six months, you're, you're happy to pay way more than $10 for that first subscription sign up. Absolutely. So let's talk about you um, and your entrepreneurial journey kind of so far um, leading up to launching uh, the Little Data Platform. Sure. So I was working as a, as a freelance product consultant, helping stores improve their development, uh, maybe uh, find the right developers, find where the weak points were in their customer journey, where they should focus. And I found myself with, with a recurring problem. I'd always start by asking what they knew about their current store performance 
Uh, and typically the owner would look at their shoes and they'd say, oh, well, I'm not sure we've checked that recently and I'm not sure the data set up correctly or mm, I went in there a month ago, but I didn't know how to build the right reports. And so we realized that the issue is not that people don't have you know, all this customer data. P- people are typically drowning in it. But what they don't have is any idea of, of whether it's, it's correct, whether they can trust it and um, how they can use it in the reporting. I see. Because I know that Novishop obviously has, uh, you know, an admin with, uh, you know, an analytics tab and access to lots of reporting and things in there. And, and, and you would think that Shopify would be the single source of truth for data. But I guess the reality is that there's so many data points from Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Google Analytics, yeah. just in general, plus Shopify's kind of own sales and financial reporting. So can you, can you kind of maybe talk about why would a store want to kind of go beyond reporting that's available in Shopify's admin? Sure. So, I mean, obviously, um, Shopify already provides the, the, the high-level breakdown of where the sales are coming from in terms of customers, geography, uh, products. But obviously, the key thing a store, a store owner, a store managers want to do is attribute their sales back to the spend, the marketing spend that they've got. And increasingly, um, it's naive to see that as like a single campaign or single channel. What you want to see is the contribution of a particular marketing effort, be it Facebook ads or SEO or the email list to um, to the sales. Um, and, and in the marketing world, that's called multi-channel attribution. We want to see um, all of those channels contributing to, to the sales. And so um, the best tool for seeing multi-channel attribution is Google Analytics. It provides a, a you know, kind of industry standard for for tagging all those different campaigns that we're, we're using to send people to the store um, and then um, eventually measuring what they buy. So uh, the, the, the first thing is, is really just getting that kind of multi-channel attribution of the, of the sales for the sales. The next thing is wanting to have a bit more detail about the customer journey. A typical store will see you know, maybe about 2-3% conversion rate, meaning 2 or 3% of the total visitors to the site will, will buy something. But that leaves a lot of people who are browsing, who are clicking on products, who are adding stuff to cart. They're not getting to payment, but they're still engaging. Um, and as a savvy marketer, what you want to do is look at by campaign again or by channel, how far through the process are people getting? If I launch a uh, Facebook ad for my new blue shoes on my, on my store, are they even getting to the product details page? Are they even um, adding stuff to cart? Where is the blocker to them actually converting? And so, again, being able to split out that customer journey by product categories or channel is, is hugely important. And then finally, the, the real power of Google Analytics now is being able to plug into Google's other tools. So it's fundamental to be able to do kind of retargeting ads in Google Ads, to be able to launch personalizations using Google Optimize, and to be able to report on stuff using Google Data Studio. So getting the, the data correct in the underlying Analytics um, gives stores a lot more flexibility on how they can segment customers, retarget ads, and to build sophisticated dashboards. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I find uh, the whole multi-channel attribution is is an interesting topic, uh, once again, that I have uh, with quite a few merchants. And, you know, the whole idea here is that, like you said, customers coming to a website, 2% conversion rate, where are they, where are the other 98 of 100 people, where are they going, and how are they interacting with the website, and then knowing that journey, can you affect 
that 98 out of 100 people? And the answer is yes, you can if you have the right data and say, hey, this campaign is not working correctly or something's broken with my website because they're not getting to that part. There's, there's so many interesting nuances uh, once you have access to, I guess, non-converting customers to, so to speak, to know what to do with them. Yeah, exactly. And to give a kind of example, we work with a skincare brand, um, Tiaj Hanley, who um, have a lot, do a lot of performance marketing campaigns. And they, they can optimize those campaigns based off what products are interesting for which campaign. So they can get a lot more, um, let's say, granular about their, their online marketing. You know, if, you're, if you're starting to spend um, tens of thousands of dollars or, on ads, it's, it's kind of stupid to be spending that on on what I call head terms, you know, like just broad industry categories, what you weren't doing is, is building all these uh, lots of categories of subcategories of ads and having all that, all that um, let's say, micro-level data really helps build those effectively. So let's talk about some of the reporting then, because I know, obviously, we said that Shopify has quite a bit of reporting and, you know, they dig reasonably deep into some things, but I know little data adds a lot more, a higher layer to that uh, more actionable, uh, mission-generated type use. So let's talk about what Little Data can give for extra reporting. Most important thing is accuracy. So compared with um, the average connection on Google Analytics, typically you'll be missing, or there'll be discrepancy of about 5-10% of the actual uh, revenue that you see in Google Analytics compared with Shopify. Now that's a bit of a problem trust-wise for most organizations, because if, if they, the the money they're seeing in their in their dashboard isn't actually the money in their bank account. Then suddenly the whole the credibility of the whole exercise is questioned. So what little data does is ensures a hundred percent match between what's reported in Google Analytics and what's in Shopify by doing what we call a server side integration. So we don't just rely on a script being fired on the thank you page. We actually receive a notification or webhook from from Shopify every time someone buys something in your store, and then we push that to Google Analytics. So it's ensuring accuracy and making the the high level reporting 100% match. Um, the next thing is is product list performance. So uh, a lot of stores want to see exactly the, the click through rate of different products on the list, partly so that they can maybe optimize the which products they're actually listing on which pages. They might have a product that has very high click through rate, but is highly is, is is low low down the list. So it doesn't get many clicks, but if it was higher up, it would get more purchases. And 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 so being able to see product click throughs and product list performance is useful. Being able to see more detailed checkout steps. So we track, uh, so when you go through to Shopify checkout, or in fact, checkout on a plus store, you can see actually how many people, you know, entered their billing details, how many people got to the actual internet card details, and see what stage they dropped out. And that helps you analyze, you know, maybe your conversion problems are more to do with shipping methods and kind of location than to do with pricing, for example. And then we mentioned earlier about customer lifetime value. So uh, stores that rely on repeat purchases, maybe subscription businesses, but definitely all kinds of e-commerce rely on getting loyal customers coming back and buying again. And we automatically link back those transactions in Google Analytics to the, the previous session they did. So if we've seen that user before, even if they came on another, on another computer, we can stitch it together and say, hey, this is the same person buying. So um, you can start to build a picture of what, what campaigns are bringing you, let's say, loyal customers, not just any customers. And then that feeds through into kind of reports you can do around cohort analysis and customer churn. So cohort analysis is, is looking at a group of people that started, you know, first came to your site on a Sunday. You know, how do they, as you say, what's the, how often do they buy? How, how long do they stay active? And churn, similarly, looking at for, for a group of customers 
how particularly their subscription business, when do they stop buying? How quickly do they stop buying? So with all of those reports, we, we do two things. We, we push the data into Google Analytics so you can build these reports yourself if you're a kind of data geek and you want to geek out on that stuff. Or we actually have what we call report packs, which are like an off-the-shelf, custom-made uh, set of reports our analysts has built. And you can just one-click launch those and get them updated every week or month. I see. So these would be more kind of like key performance indicators, kind of KPI reporting? Yeah, so it's like a, um, it really just an extension of the sort of stuff you'd see on, on Shopify Admin. You know, so let's say we have a pack for um, email marketing. Um, you know, it's going to break down which emails bought you, which uh, which products were most purchased for which email, which um, emails bought you, which lifetime value, which, which emails interacted with other, uh, campaigns you're running. I see. And then um, is there notifications that can be directed to someone responsible for that that sort of report? Yeah. So as a, as a, um, as, a as a subscriber on the data, you can uh, you, you can set your you know you can add your colleagues to the to the report, so you can get them emailed out every periodically and get other people in the organization access to view that. Yes, that's excellent. And this conversation comes up quite a bit about the whole Shopify, Google Analytics, and Facebook kind of connection. And I'm just going to briefly touch on that. And I just would love your feedback on it. But, you know, the question comes up, it says, you know, like, why is my data sometimes different than what Google Analytics has versus what Shopify has? And some of the points that I'll bring up, and then maybe you can kind of add to it. But, you know, one is this whole different attribution models and it's what they're saying is that you know this is kind of one of the main reasons why there's data discrepancies and it's it's not necessarily that one platform is wrong it's just that they kind of report their data differently and they all have different kind of ways of reporting or attributing their data so do you have any comments on that analytics uh, gets a bit complicated because uh, you know, everyone's using a slightly different method to to capture the data to process it um, and and to attribute it, so there, there are always going to be some discrepancies. If, if we take the difference between Shopify and Google Analytics, as I said, there's an area where typically it's possible to to iron it out, and our app tries its best to to make it consistent. The the one area where you will still see discrepancies is, is as you say with attribution. You know the way Shopify does attribution is is last click. So let's say you have a customer that buys you know you you have to, and they they basically see two campaigns they first of all click on a facebook ads campaign and then secondly come back to buy an email campaign you've sent now if email was the thing that actually got them to buy then it'll attribute the sale to email right but that's a bit unfair because they'd never have found out about your brand they never even heard of your brand if they hadn't clicked on a facebook ad so last click is kind of let's say simplistic you're just you're just saying naively all of the stuff that was touched by email that's all, all the stuff that purchase from the email that's email multi-channel tries to spread that and say okay well we'll give a bit of the credit to facebook and a bit of the credit to email now the problem uh between shopify and facebook or in fact you can ask for facebook is typically bigger because facebook wants to obviously present its marketing campaign with the, the most <laughs> uh, generous way it can yes. and so if you're customer has ever touched your adverts uh, ever clicked on advert in some cases even viewed an advert it will claim that you bought because of the facebook ad okay now i think that's over generous and i understand why facebook does it but for stores that are doing a large marketing mix it's it's really it's naive to to claim that anything that facebook touched 
I, mean, I don't know about you, Steve, but you know, when I use Facebook, I very rarely notice the ads. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm not saying they don't work. I'm just saying that um, it's it's not necessarily compared with personal campaigns like email. It's not necessarily going to be the thing that convinces you to buy. So I think when customers are using Facebook, I say, look, the best practice, in my opinion, is to, you know, fine, it's a, it's a platform you could ignore. It has a massive amount of traffic. But if you want to analyze their performance, it's much better to pull that cost data into Google Analytics and look at how many people actually clicked through and, and, and stayed long enough on the pages to, to, to actually view them. Because that's the first problem with Facebook ads is they don't, it brings very fleeting traffic that don't even necessarily stay seconds, alone minutes. The second thing is, you can then look at it, let's say, in a neutral environment. So you can compare them, you know, apples for apples with other campaigns you're running, other affiliate campaigns, other SEO campaigns. And finally, you can use the same calculations that you're using for email, for affiliate, for all your other campaigns to evaluate Facebook. I see. So I think there will be always discrepancies, but I'm all for, um, I recommend our clients try and analyze the stuff in as neutral way as possible. And I believe it is the standard. Yeah. And I, I noticed too a lot about the, these kind of invalid clicks. And I think that's another thing about this whole data quality and kind of how each of them do it. Uh, even bots, for example, there's another big problem. You know, how do you, how do you get the bots out of the, out of the analytics equation? Right. Yeah. And, and you're right. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of the so-called sessions that you'll see on websites are, are probably called low quality. I mean, they're, they're either from bots or they're from people who are, you know, they're from real people, but they're just not really noticing or engaging your brand. So I think, you know, the acid test is whether people buy stuff, right, or certainly whether they add stuff to cart and check out. And that's why I think it's um, hugely important to to measure those and base your advertising on those kind of deeper level conversions, not just click-throughs. So let's talk about some other analytics platforms and apps and things that are available. You know, obviously, Little Data is not the only one that's uh, kind of expanded upon right. what Shopify has and what Facebook has and what analytics has. So let's talk about one that comes up quite a bit is Mixpanel. And uh, can you kind of share the mm. differences between maybe what little data does in versus what Mixpanel is doing? Sure. So Mixpanel, you know, started up really building an alternative to Google Analytics um, that was, I guess, simpler set up, a little bit more customer centric and um, easier to build sort of custom funnels. I'd say there's the three kind of key benefits. Um, the, the big problem, and, and I started my career really doing a lot of mixed panel installations and as a mixed panel expert, but the, the problem is that it, it causes people to have to re-platform. So what they've got to do is kind of rip up all of their existing porting and, and, and actually switch to set up this whole new platform. And they've also typically got to hire a consultant or a developer to, to implement that for them and then sort of maintain it. And so for a lot of the stores that I was starting to do that for, I realized that it wasn't a good long-term solution because what they do is they hire a marketer and that new marketer would come in and say, hey, how's our Google Analytics looking? Yeah. <laughs> because that's the industry standard tool. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so most of the stores I know who use Mixpanel will use it in conjunction with GA. It's not, it's not that it's not a good tool. It's just that I believe that getting the accurate data into GA gives you power of doing it. I also think that since Google have built out Day Studio um, and made it easier to, let's say, to export um, or import Google Analytics data into another platform, it's, it um, negates some of that first point, which is you know making it easy to uh, build funnels and report on. So I think that we're, we're different. We're not trying to be, let's say, the underlying reporting platform. We're trying to reuse all of Google's standard infrastructure. Um, what Little Data does differently, and I'd say is unique, is in a couple of points, apart from the 
the, the kind of connections and data accuracy that we've already mentioned. We also have a unique feature to kind of benchmark and uh, recommend stores improvements. So uh, there's about 12,000 websites who are plugged into the data platform now. And so we can use that anonymized benchmarks to tell you how you perform compared with that industry average. So let's say, you know, you sell, you're a shoe retailer in Canada. What you really want to know is what is the average kind of add to cart rate for shoe retailers? Because obviously it varies hugely depending on product and potential size of store. So uh, first of all, we could, we can actually give you the insight of how do you compare to other similar stores? Um, now that's, again, it's pretty unique because uh, not many companies have that kind of, let's say, cross-company right. insights and even cross-platform insights. So we're not just looking at necessarily retailers on Shopify platform. We've got users on other platforms as well. And then once we know whether which areas are you underperforming in or could improve, uh, we then have some useful content, which we call missions, which are basically things you can direct and work on with your agency to actually improve your uh, store performance in a certain area. So maybe your issue is that the, the page load speed is poor. And we have a series of like standard industry tips on how to improve uh, the page load speed, how to slim down the pages, compress images, all those good things. Maybe your problem is that uh, people just aren't adding stuff to cart, in which case we have some like product detail page basics, you know, how to increase engagement, how to, how to make product images really zing, how to work on copy. So it's trying to uh, direct stores efforts to the areas of their site that need improving rather than just go say hey we need a massive redesign and, and waste a lot of money uh redoing stuff that was actually working just mm -hmm. fine yeah i like the benchmarking i think that's really great it's very rare because you know people they want to kind of uh, see how they compare to other people in the same kind of vertical and knowing that based on your twelve thousand some merchants you obviously were able to categorize them and uh segment them accordingly and then offer some fair numbers that you can kind of achieve. And if you're doing better, well, then how can I go to the next level? Or, you know, there's obviously some work that can be done. And I think, uh, and I've noticed that a lot in the missions. So once you successfully connect Shopify to little data, give it a day or so to uh, scrub the website, do some analysis. And then all of a sudden these missions are then presented to you in the admin that you can yeah. uh, do yourself and or outsource. And it's quite interesting. And then you checkbox them saying, yes, I've done and have, have listened to uh, or read these industry best practices of what needs to get done to help improve that and then give you some kind of ongoing tips of kind of recommendations uh, moving forward. Yeah. And measuring whether it actually works, wow. you know, so, so the idea is that you can come back the next month and say, okay, I, I did these things or, you know, I, I attempted to do them as best as, as you've guided me. Um, did it make an impact? Do I need to you know, have another go or should I move on to another area of the site? I, I do think there's a lot of people who spend a lot of time and, and, and money on improvements that they never bothered to actually validate. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like, you know, the term analysis paralysis where, you know, people have access to data and there's a lot of it. I think it's overwhelming for those that maybe aren't Google Analytics certified and they haven't really gone down that journey of completely understanding the power of what GAs can actually do. And so knowing that that's one of the advantages I see a little data is benchmarking is one, but this whole mission based and giving people some essential things that are actionable. Um, and then you're right, 
post making those changes, going back and double checking to see, is it making an impact? No, it is not because it's experimentation. It's a business. Nothing is 100% foolproof, but uh, following some best practices and, um, and implementing and executing, at least they're giving you some specific things to do, do the work and follow up on it. So really we're trying to you know, be, be effectively a kind of um, outsource or automated data analyst for your team. And, you know, all of the companies you talk to have massive problems recruiting um, people in the area of kind of data analysis and data science, because obviously it's a such a hot job sector really now. You know, all, all of the good people have been sucked up by Amazon, Google and Facebook. And, that, and Netflix. And so I think, and I, I think if you're, if you're a you know, mid-sized store, you know, you have, you have some serious value you can create by doing this analysis, but you realistically can't hire people at a reasonable cost to come and do it in-house full-time for you. So I think... With our tools, we're trying to give you all the power of having that super smart analyst, but without the cost and the hassle. Very cool. So let's talk. I know we briefly talked a little bit earlier about subscription-based businesses. Um, does little data work with, because I have quite a few merchants, and there's lots of subscription box type brands that are out there. Um, it really, you know, there's a lot, I even saw one recently with Arby's had a recent uh, uh, promotion for, uh, that completely sold out. Um, so interesting. Can you talk about how little data connects to subscription-based businesses? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's definitely one of the biggest sectors for us. We've worked with um, apps like Recharge and um, Bold Commerce for um, over a year. And what we do for those businesses is help them track not just the first payment, but the ongoing payments. So um, to give an example, uh, we work with a store Athletic Greens that sell a kind of super smoothie powder that uh, with all the, all the kind of um, nutritional supplements you want from sort of seaweed through to, to a wheatgrass powder, etc. And, you know, it, it's, it's a successful business and, and they do, again, quite sophisticated marketing campaigns. So what they want to do is improve their marketing efficiency and focus, as we talked about, on lifetime value. Um, and and what, to focus on the lifetime value, what they needed to know was not just um, what campaigns bought them the first sale, but what campaigns bought them all of the revenue. You know, if someone was subscribing for a year and the average was only four months, you know, what bought those guys who were subscribing for a year? What was different about them? Because it's used much more valuable, as you say, if someone's subscribing for a year versus six months, you can afford to pay double the amount of money to acquire them. Um, so, yeah, it's a big focus for us this year. Uh, we're going to be building out for some of the other subscription-type products that people might use with Shopify, Charge B and Stripe subscriptions being two of them. And we see a lot more stores who are kind of using it as part of the product mix. So it's not necessarily pure subscription, but Little Data's app gives you the ability to report on the subscription and standard e-commerce side by side. So let's talk about the checkout.liquid. Now, it's a file that's available for Shopify Plus merchants. And, and and I know we briefly talked about it, but typically for Plus merchants that I have access to, um, the whole idea is they want to create a better checkout experience. So instead of having maybe Shopify Core has a very uh, unique and optimized uh, checkout flow, but sometimes some Plus merchants that are more the high volume, uh, high growth merchants, they want to create a more unique versus a templated kind of checkout experience. They want to add certain things to all the checkout flow. And so, and typically we're telling people to you know, add things like Google Analytics and other kind of tracking pixels and things to the checkout.liquid template file. So can you talk about, you know, are there any benefits that Little Data brings now based on Shopify Plus merchants? 
Yeah, so I mean, I guess we 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 build it with sort of plus doors in mind from the beginning, um, and actually. With our app, they don't. You don't need to put the custom tracking scripts of Google Analytics on those checkout pages, and the reason is is that we actually get direct from uh, Shopify's API when your customers go to the checkout. So um, we we get a, a basically a, an update to say, hey, this person now got step two. This person now got step three, and we can send that on to Google Analytics in the same way that we measure the eventual transaction. So I guess what that means is, first of all, it works just as well for non-plus stores. But for plus stores, it's it's saving a lot of a lot of custom setup time. It's also saving risk. So generally, adding scripts to the checkout page is the biggest source of fraud for e-commerce sites. And I recently read a blog post on how um, British Airways and a couple of other businesses were scammed in this way by putting what they thought was a tracking script on that actually sent the credit card details to a, to a third party. So. Our general advice for clients is, is don't put JavaScript you're not you're not fully aware of and can fully audit on those on those pages. Um, I'm sure Shopify gives the same advice. And our app basically does it the back end without having to worry about any of the any of the sort of um, editing that checkout file. So let's continue down this uh, conversation path about uh, Shopify Plus stores. Um, there is a, a, a really great an app called Shopify Flow, which is available. And kind of for context, Shopify Flow. Essentially, it's kind of an automation kind of software solution that kind of automates business processes. And basically, you know, the idea is, is that, you know, you have a a visual builder and you have a trigger and typically an action and it it does something after a successful transaction. It can trigger a third party app to do something or it could notify fraud. There's there's a whole bunch of different things. I'll make sure in the show notes that I put a list uh, and a link to a Trello board and a few other uh, links to some of the more popular Uh, Shopify flows that are available and a really great script editor that can help you build these sorts of flows. But can you talk about how little data kind of fits into Shopify flow then? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a a great app, as you say, for for stores that, you know, want to build these more more custom automation pipelines. And we're excited to have just launched Connector, um, an action for flow. Um, So what this does is enables anyone who has a sort of customer event triggered to ping Google Analytics um, with that customer information. And it works in hand. Remember earlier I was talking about how we link the the sales in Google Analytics back to the Shopify customer ID, not personally identifiable, but just using their customer number. And what our Flow app does is extend that. So now let's say, for example, that you want to retarget customers with Google Ads who just got their order, first order fulfilled? You want you know you want them to get straight back on and, and order something else, or you want to use Google Optimize to launch a personalization for a customer that have, you've tagged as a certain VIP customer. Let's say you can do both those things. Uh, so our app again just allows you without any coding, without any scripts, just to add this action. It sends the data onto Google Analytics. And then, as I said, Google provides all the connectors to pull that into those other tools to run the personalization. Oh, okay, cool. So let's talk about Facebook ads. I know we you know, touched on it briefly. Obviously, they, it's driving a significant amount of traffic to a lot of regular Shopify core stores and a lot of plus stores driving a tremendous amount of traffic. So how does little data connect to all of that and help you make some data decisions based on what Facebook performance is happening? Yeah, sure. So we talked earlier about the importance of, of analyzing stuff in a multi-channel situation. And um, what we provide is a Facebook ads connection, um, which where you just grant us access to your Facebook ads account. 
and then on a daily basis will sync uh, what you've spent and, and how many clicks that brought uh, with what's actually recorded in Google Analytics your sales. Mm. We also, at the same time, audit that you're sending the the, the right campaign tagging. So when people click through on an ad in, in Facebook, it's not just tagged by Facebook, it's also tagged by, tagged by Google Analytics. And the important thing there is you can start measuring what, what I call the kind of real return on investment of, of your ads. So we talked about, you know, Facebook will always give you, let's say, the most generous interpretation of, of how much business they bought you. It's fine. It's not, it's not completely false. Although, as an aside, I would say that <laughs> Facebook has a bad reputation for, let's say, skewing data. <laughs> um, one, one contact pointed out that of the 42 different data inaccuracies that Facebook has owned up to over the last few years, None of them are in the customer's favor. So they, they tend to, if they're going to make, have a bug, it tends to, funnily enough, be in Facebook's favor. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's fine. We, you know, we love them for their optimism in that respect. But what we think is that uh, you need to have an independent platform where you can measure it. So again, uh, going back to the way Little Data works, we, we provided the connection, we pull in, suck in the raw data into Google Analytics, and then one of two things, either you, you can uh, run that analysis yourself and export it into a spreadsheet or into Data Studio, or you can use our Facebook Ads Report Pack, and we'll just give you a, a quick return investment analysis to use alongside Facebook's own analysis. You know, it's we we talked earlier about subscription businesses using this, and again, um, tends to be heavily used by clients like Bulletproof, who are um, you know big consumer brands, as you say that Facebook's a channel they call ignore. Um, but they really want to link that back to their subscription sales, not just their one. Yeah, so just so that I'm clear and the listeners are clear. So the idea here is is that you are uh, getting the data from Facebook and you are pushing that to analytics and then and then little data is then parsing that data out accordingly and having it available through a kind of a Facebook reporting pack. Is that kind of the idea? That's the idea, but as I said, the, the key the key point is you you also have access to the raw, the raw underlying data. So it's uh, we've got clients that are using our report packs, but we've also got clients who just want to get the data sync and then build oh, their I own see. stuff. I think it's impossible. So I think you know, again, thinking of our kind of Shopify Plus clients, um, some of them already have you know working with some quite sophisticated performance marketing agencies. Um, little data's app just gives them the ability to you know, segment and uh, and drill down and and have more access. Awesome. So now that we're talking about data a bit. Let's talk about GDPR. Obviously, it was the big, big, big topic for uh, 2018, and you know I had a lot of merchants of my own uh, send me emails and just want confirmation about what Shopify was doing about it, and if in fact we are GDPR compliant. Let's talk about little data and how and how it connects itself to that kind of mandate. My biggest performing blog post last year was about, you know, is Google Analytics compliant with GDPR? And the answer is yes, if you set it up in the right way. So the first thing is little data is compliant because we, we don't handle any customer data. So when we when we uh, connect to a store, we don't we don't want to know about the individual customers, their addresses, email, etc. All we want to know is that, you know, we're, we're an aggregate platform. We just want to know what they bought and how much they spent. So you don't need to worry that it's another sort of, you know, potential data leak because we, you know, we literally do not store that stuff. But most importantly, we make sure that your store is not sending personally identifiable information through to Google because that's against Google's terms and conditions uh, and may result in them having to delete your entire analytics data. So we have an audit check and make sure you're not inadvertently sending things like email addresses. Very common, by the way, that people inadvertently send email addresses through in the URL, particularly when they have a Mm. checkout URL. And we filter all of that out at source. 
so that you can be sure that's another tick box on the GDPR. Yeah, and that's uh, good to know because I think that's a question that's going to come up quite a bit when you're connecting a third-party solution, trying to make some decisions, especially mid-market to enterprise brands that are uh, looking for an edge to improve their their growth. Uh, that's a question that's going to come up. And thank you for, for sharing that because that's uh, important, uh, knowing that you don't necessarily handle any of the data. So that's awesome. I mean, I think that's the best Form of data security is don't yeah, touch yeah. it, and, yeah. <laughs> and then Very you don't cool. have to worry about it. We are nearing the end of the show. Um, do you have any closing comments or any kind of takeaways that you would like to leave with the listeners today? I guess the first thing is, you know, we're we're big believers in Google's marketing platform and Google Analytics as a powerful tool, but typically it. For larger stores, it needs more accurate setup and more integrations to really make it work for them. Really having a kind of continuous audit in the background to make sure the sales reporting is 100% accurate is not a nice to have. It's it, it's kind of crazy if you think about it that people will be spending tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands on marketing without being sure where that where that money was going or what it, what sales mm. it was bringing. And then if I think if you're selling by a subscription, our app really is a must-have to track those recurring payments and lifetime value. As I said, I've been shocked by big brands who are, who are doing subscription sales but have really very little insight into what people are buying, why they're buying it, and how long they're buying it for. And then, yeah, coming soon, uh, we hope to launch more connectors. Uh, most relevant ones, I think, to your stores are going to be Google Ads, conversion tracking, and also Google Search Console for people wanting to analyze SEO performance. And then, yeah, finally, we talked about that Flow Connector, and I think there's, there's even more abilities now to to use the latest app and build on top of it, build your even more reporting and retargeting. Well, I know the, uh, I'm excited for this Google uh, Google Search Console connection because that SEO is a is a big topic and people like to go and see, you know, 404 errors and they want to see queries and they want to just kind of understand, I guess, the health. I used to be called Webmaster Tools, I believe, in the past. But so yeah, what, uh, right. just <laughs> more on a side note, but uh, what sort of uh, roadmap are you considering with the Search Console connection? Yeah, sure. So the, the, the basic uh, problem a lot of stores have is the inability to, again, track the, the keywords they're listing for and the landing pages of people coming through all the way to sales. Google Analytics has a kind of import for Search Console, but it's unsatisfactory and it doesn't link with any of their e-commerce reporting. So our, our connector hopes to stitch those together to pull in the data, as you say, from Search Console, which is all the stuff about which keywords you rank for, which landing pages are going to be viewed and clicked through. And then link that, what we want to do is then link that back to sales that we made. Because again, going back to the basic theme here, uh, we want to give stores kind of full picture of not just, you know, which, uh, what SEO efforts are bringing through in terms of traffic, but whether that traffic is actually bringing sales. Cool. Okay, awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, ping me in the future and I'll update your show notes if, uh, when that uh, connector is available. Um, I do a, quite a few of SEO audits and stuff with people, teach them a little bit about kind of, you know, what sort of things you can find in Google Search Console that's actionable, but it's great if you can have some mission-based recommendations uh, based on the data that you do find in there. Simple as, you know, as 404 errors, but, you know, all the way through to, yes. you know, another big challenge too is the whole unavailable, like not knowing the query, uh, but still drove traffic versus direct, but then unknown is a very interesting thing that, that I guess Google has added a few years back. All right, so how can people learn more about the Little Data app? Sure, well, most obviously they can find us on the Shopify App Store, search for Little Data or Google Analytics at the store. We offer a 14-day free trial. 
and uh, I think we're going to come on to the fact we, we're offering extended trial for your Absolutely, listeners. Yeah, I know days. we just chit chatted about that before we were recording, and yeah, very gr- thank you kindly for offering that to listeners today. So yeah, instead of the typical 14 day free trial, because you've kind of cut through this episode today and learned a lot about, I guess, the benefits of why you're using Facebook and why you have Google Analytics connected to your Shopify store, but adding this extra layer on and having mission based and proper attribution of all of your sales and your customers' journey by adding little data, getting 30 days to try it out and actually see the reports and the missions, uh, I think will really open your eyes that, hey, you know what, this is something that's missing and I'm not going to have this paralysis of like, what do I need to do next with my store or what's actionable today or this week. Little data is going to help you with that and having 30 days to actually see your live data with your Facebook and analytics connected, I think you're going to be really, really uh, surprised at kind of what you can do with the solution. So I'm excited for that. Thanks so much for adding that. Oh, my pleasure. Um, and obviously our own, our own website and blog, littledata.io, you can find more about um, how we how we connect with Google Analytics and other, and other tools. Um, and you can get in contact with us direct. We do offer consultancy for large stores to help them uh, do some of the setup and, and maybe extend our connector to I see, so their customers. professional needs. services kind of a, a division and a little data. Yeah. Excellent. Sorry. Well, thanks, Ed, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. It was very... Uh, actionable. It was very, it, you know, if, if you could see the notes that I scribbled down while we were talking, I think that's one of the benefits of being a host of a podcast show is that, um, you know, it's, uh, you have to have a life of learning. It's, it's an, it's a never ending, never ending, yeah, yeah. uh, um, mindset you have to have. And I learned a lot today and I've been involved in e-commerce for 20 years and it's nonstop learning. And, uh, you know, thanks a lot for sharing your obvious expertise in this area. I'm excited. The fact that you have, you know, 12,000 and growing uh, stores now using little data and uh, excited for what 2019 is going to bring for you with your roadmap. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ed Upton, the founder and CEO of Little Data. My biggest takeaway from today's episode is the obvious need for 100% data accuracy between Shopify and Google Analytics. You know, confidently then building a single source of truth uh, with your data uh, will then allow you as a brand marketer or store owner to take action, you know, on your reporting in analytics or even using the pre-made report packs that are built into little data. Either way, uh, you can now have peace of mind and the tools and the strategy to improve your performance with your Shopify store. And a generous 30-day free trial is now available to you, and you should really connect little data to your store and kind of see for yourself. The extended trial link is in the show notes, or it can be accessed at ecommercefastlane.com forward slash little data. I'd love to hear your feedback on your results, so hit me up on Twitter at Stephen Hutt. And finally, I'd like to thank you, my loyal listeners of the show, and it's my hope this podcast is offering you a ton of value through growth strategies, tactics, and kind of exclusive insider tips on the best Shopify apps and marketing platforms, all with my personal goal to help you grow and scale with Shopify. Thanks for carving out some time today and listening to the show. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey. Enjoy the rest of your week and keep thriving with Shopify. 